0: Welcome to the Cult and Collective Commentaries featuring Dave A.C., the Sixth Doctor,
1: and Randall Thor.
0: You just open up the door here, get everything ready here for the 2017 class reunion. Uh, first one here, no one else is here. Got plenty of time to set up. Oh, hey, somebody else is here. Oh, hey, I don't recognize you. Who are you? Well,
2: I'm Jeff. I was a student here about 20 years ago in 1997.
0: Who are you? 97? This is the 2017 graduating class. What's going on?
2: Well,. I, I, I got an invitation. I'm here to celebrate the u- reunion.
0: Well, glad you could make it either way. Different oh, thank 20 you. years off. Hmm. Mm,
2: I wonder what's going on.
0: Oh, somebody else is here. Let's see if this is somebody else for either of our reunions. Hey, who's this? Hi, I'm uh, Ian. Mean, uh, <laughs> you can call me the sixth doctor. <clears throat> You're here for, oh, you're here for the, which, okay, let's see, 2017, 1997, which are you? What do you mean? I'm here for the 1977 reunion. Whoa! What's going on here? I don't know, I I got an
3: invitation. Somebody sent it to me. I'm here. I, I, I'll get this one. Um, You can just finish what you're doing. Um, you, what did you say your name was again? My name is
0: Randall Thor.
3: Oh, okay. Randolph, or... Hmm, teenagers, I guess. <clears throat> anyway, um... Oh, uh... uh, uh hang on. Hello, I, young man? Yes? Hang on one second. Uh,
1: there's, there's an old dude at the door. I, I think it's your granddad. Hey, I uh, love you, though. Know, I'm a stu- Well, I was a student. I'm, I'm here for the reunion, man. Ew. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. What year was that? 1957.
3: 1857, did
1: you say? Stand aside. Come on, come on. Move along now. Anybody else here?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got um, Randall Thor, the teenager over there. Uh, we've got uh, this, this, uh, this, the seventh man. Uh, Jeff, I think he said his name was. Yeah. Just call me
2: the seventh doctor. And did you yeah. say 1957 BC? Yeah, that was it.
3: Yeah, okay. All right, folks. <laughs> Very interesting introduction this week. <laughs> oh, I think we'll get through this, knock on wood. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, the gang's all here. <laughs> um, can somebody pin a sign on Dave so we don't lose him later? <clears throat>
1: Wooden delivery.
3: Oh, dear. Oh. I don't know. They're all coming out of the woodwork now. <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, yes, we're gathered here today to, uh, not for a reunion. Well, it's a reunion of uh, Doctor Who fans, actually. And, uh, we're here to, uh, talk all over the top of the latest episode of Doctor Who. It's called Knock Knock. Funny that. Hmm. A lot of knocks at the beginning. And, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think we're already here. We've, uh, we've all got our official BBC copy of Episode 4 of Season 10 of Doctor Who at the Ready for the Knock Knock. Gentlemen, are you ready? Indeed. I'm ready over here. I'm ready to go. All right. With everybody at home is ready with their official BBC copy of Knock Knock at the Ready, I think we can begin. All right. going to count everybody in and we'll start. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, lay. Oh, there's another one at the door. Get up with your mic. Oh, sorry, it was the, the show.
1: <laughs> oh, this is what students look like nowadays, is it? <laughs> and the uh,
3: music you're hearing in the background is actually uh, Weird People uh, by Little Mex. Which is unusual for us to hear a little bit of pop music in Doctor Who. Happened very often, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> smallest house in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been in the smallest house in Wales, actually. i think seen Conway in North Wales.
3: Thanks. <laughs> yes. you mind keeping it down? Oh, sorry, <laughs> that was the video. I thought it was. And, uh, playing the, uh, realtor there is, uh, Sam Benjamin, who has been in, uh, Lucky Man. Oh, well, sorry, Stan Lee's Lucky Man. Um, and also, a uh, show sure you were talking about earlier today, uh, Dave, Peaky Blinders. Uh, yep. Excellent.
0: Oh sure, just sign a contract without reading it. <laughs> yeah, smart.
2: That's today's youth.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yep.
2: Uh. Well, the sound from those thunderbolts are coming awfully fast.
1: Now, Dave,
3: I thought you go, said you got a new chair.
1: What's that? little
3: <laughs> creaking noise, or is that just your up. bones? Don't oh. <laughs> have screen right now. Uh, playing Povel is uh, Bart Sarovac. So, so, Sarovac, sorry. Um, he's also been in. Okay. <laughs> he's been in the TV series. No offense. As Pavel. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. No offense, but no kidding. <laughs> and is not- uh, also the show New Blood. As Adam.
1: <laughs> not in this one very long, is he?
3: Well, he is. He just uh, gets um, he gets stuck in early.
1: <laughs>
3: he, I mean, he's a very good actor. I mean, he's like just part of the woodwork.
1: Oh
2: Nice scary setup for our story. Yep.
3: And it was uh the violence sonata number one in G major.
1: Yeah, Mozart, out, wasn't it? Very possibly. (laughs) What's funny? Hey, I'm funny. You're not funny.
3: I think this is dead clever, <laughs> and it's like, has nobody thought of this before?
1: <laughs> oh
2: And for hey. once, the doctor's on time.
1: No house
3: I mean we're, 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 I mean it's kind of neat. I mean uh, I mean we actually had a very short kind of intro this time. I mean, a lot was accomplished in a matter of a couple of minutes. Um, Actually, speaking of that, uh, we're at four minutes and 45 seconds. Excellent. Quite clever, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) It was indeed.
3: Well segued. Nice bear. I love the the little TARDIS noise. They're like, oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? That kind of complaining noise the TARDIS does. Uh. It took me to actually see um, that line. um, I actually thought he said, sleeps for tossers. (laughs) 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 It's like, That's not very nice. (laughs) Sleeps with us. It's tortoises. (laughs) I usually
2: watch the episodes first on BBC America, Mm. and I I only have stereo sound, and it's very hard to understand the dialogue in places. I have to turn on the, the closed caption, but...
0: Speaking of stereo sound, though, there is was a BBC over in the UK did a neat experiment with this episode where they, after the episode aired, they posted a binaural version of this episode, which was binaural is, it's binaural, 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 yeah, it's oh. at least that's what I thought I remember reading, but uh, mm. uh, it's, it's 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 recording spatially. As in left and right audio channels, recreating that through listening through headphones to recreate directions of sound on the episode that you're watching.
3: What do you mean, Mike? I don't What's know. Over here. What's
0: over here? What's over there?
1: Oh, where?
0: I don't know. But it was a, it's a, it was an interesting experiment they did with this episode. Yeah.
3: I'm so confused. I actually got to the to to um, watch it. In that regard, I'm not going to say how. But I did, and it was a ride. Granddad, (laughs) grandfather, (laughs) that was clever.
1: Yeah, like me, just old enough. I suppose give some little stats out. Uh, the overnight figures in the UK was 4.32 million, and uh, I think that's slightly better than last week's. Um, 40. Well, it's actually just under 45 minutes long, isn't it? And of course, first broadcast May 6, 2017. I can't believe this is the same house they used for Blink, but I know. Apparently, it
3: was amazing, isn't it? And also for the uh, the two thousand twelve Christmas special, the Snowman.
1: Oh,
3: yeah, they oh, actually u- they used the lounge um, uh, for in the lounge of Latimer House, but uh, it is in fact uh, Field's House. And there is another interesting little factoid about Field's House. Uh, one of the cast members actually rented this last Christmas. For <laughs> him and his family to stay in. Wow.
1: Well,
3: because because that, it that, had
1: already been used, you mean? Because he was a Doctor Who fan? No. Oh. David
3: nice. Suchet had actually um, gone there with his family for Christmas and, and decided to rent this house. And then he turned up for filming... And, of course, because they they entered the, the, the lot from a different angle, yeah. uh, you know, like the back way, you know, where all the, the trailers are set up and everything. Um, and it wasn't until he first came on to, to, to make his entrance to the front door that he walked in and he realized that it was the house he had rented a, a year ago with his family. And he says, and he walked into the house, of course, and, the, and there's the, the the actual owner. And he's like, "Well, hi, good to see you again." So <laughs> he found that really interesting. in fact that he's like, "Now I'm doing this haunted haunted house thing here with Doctor Who." He should
1: and have was, said to him, "You're not part of my. This is not part of your life with me." <laughs> Chef, I'm going to impose on you, if I may.
2: Oh, boy. What what do you well, need, Dave? Uh,
1: well, since we've got you here, I usually do the time checks. But if you, every now and again, would give the odd time check to let our listeners know where we're up to, just so they can keep in sync, that would be wonderful.
2: I will be the timekeeper. The keeper of time? The keeper, the keeper of, of time. Tracking. <laughs>
3: do
2: you notice that Bill didn't bring in as much as she put... Into the TARDIS?
3: Hmm. Well, she'd already put some of the boxes away, I think. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, instead of interest, uh, for, for people, you can actually look up Field House on the internet. Um, it is for rent. Um, and it, it's actually quite, uh, quite interesting to have a look at the pictures that they've got up. So you can actually see how the uh, the house normally looks. Um, very, very beautiful house, actually. Very beautiful.
1: Those are not the same gates that Sally Sparrow climbed over, though, were they? I believe they are. Were they? Oh, right.
3: Isn't this a site that. called uh, moviemaps.org? Movie right. Which I've been using um, for the series for locations. Um and it actually it does a really good job and it shows pictures of 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 the, the locations and you can actually see um for this location what what's been used there you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, I, I must have been up to now, I've never, on this particular episode, caught, um, in the previous episodes, they've had, like, you know, Mr. Fantastic, how they've had some other superhero name dropped in. Right. The only one in this I've caught was um, Indiana. Uh, Indiana Jones, later on, mm-hmm. that Bill comes up with. Love that side boy. Hmm.
2: Speaking of references, we get another reference to Ace in this story with Wicked.
0: Ace mm.
1: hey, tall, isn't he? <laughs> 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 it was the other lad that I was slightly uh, disappointed with his performance. But uh, you're playing the tall Scottish lad
3: uh, Named Paul Is uh, Ben Presley And Ben Presley has been in uh, What we did on our holiday Gallivant
0: To note
3: briefly he's here on B. Six the... foot five. Or uh one point nine six meters. Oh, as Chris Burgess would say he's short. <laughs> there you go. Who's Chris Burgess? Radio Fiscaro! What's Radio right Fiscaro! Never heard of it.
1: <laughs> it's a podcast. With a nice man he'll buy you a pint when he sees you. not after I said that.
2: (laughs) I love this scene because of how the doctor breaks up the conversation with crunching on the food.
3: Oh, that is brilliant. (laughs) Yes, Just that that crunch and then the way he pauses when he's doing it. It's just every time I've seen it, like, yeah, I like that. (laughs) uh,
1: I think the prawn crackers is eating, aren't they? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: That is Colin Ryan playing, interestingly enough.
0: Harry. There's one detail that was, with that, that character, there's a detail that was cut from the original script. Originally, that character is going to be named Harry Sullivan Jr. as a reference to a certain imbecile from the Fourth Doctor era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry Sullivan.
1: Yeah, but presumably, a couple of generations, it wouldn't be just his, it be his, what, grandson, grandson or Grandson, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: I mean it, it's I mean maybe it's But I don't want to say anything about the boy but you seem unimpressed with his performance Dave. So maybe that raises, or they just thought it was a little too much or, but you know I thought it would have been
1: kind of cool yeah he's uh, I don't know what it was he was a, a bit of a Ron Weasley acting school you know mm.
0: and to anyone who is listening to this and hasn't seen the the fourth doctor era I was not insulting the character Harry Sullivan, just for people who haven't seen. I was waiting for somebody to say, at least you're an imbecile. (laughs) That would have been fun. Uh,
3: But yeah, yeah, back to Colin. Colin has been in, uh, actually, you'll like this, Mike, Uh, Final Fantasy. Um, A a voice in Final Fantasy back in 2015. Uh, He's also been in the TV series... uh, Uh, Leonardo and Hounded.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And we're coming up on 16 minutes and 30 seconds.
1: Excellent.
0: Just a brief note on the cinematographer for this episode, Damian Bromley. He's he was the cinematographer for last week's episode, Thin Ice. Previous work on Doctor Who is all the way back in 2010, at the start of the Moffat era, with the Time of the Angels and Flesh and Stone, the two-parter from Matt Smith's first series. Other shows he's worked on: Durrells and Corfu, Will, Silent Witness, Da Vinci's Demons, eight episodes of Misfits. Remember that mm. show? Uh, MI5, Deep, uh, the Deep, Strike Back, and Hunter. And,
3: uh, Little Mix makes uh, another appearance in the show with their track "Black Magic."
1: Ah, oh, no, that's the the one from Mummy on the Orient Express, is it?
3: What's that? No, no, no. The... no. Now, Little Mix are uh, girl group formed in 2011. Uh-huh. Um, during uh, the uh, the eighth series of uh, X Factor in the UK.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah. So. A <laughs> nice, beauty palette on this one, haven't they? You know, but again, I'm wondering whether this sort of episode does well at, you know because the kids have been watching this. Even though it was going out, you know, seven-ish, it's still light outside. This is the sort of one you want to be watching in an October, coming up to uh, November, you know. Right.
3: Yeah. It's a good winter episode, isn't it?
1: Yeah. You
3: know, Halloween time.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think we spoke over the, the Doctor's line of Up the Wooden Hill, which is, uh, I, I guess that's a... It was a Sort of a a phrase over in the UK, going to sleep or whatever. But it's, yeah, no, no, it's climbing the stairs. Climbing to go to the, bed. Okay, yeah, yeah. Up um, we the wee wooden hill to bedtime. Yeah, well, my mum used to say it. The reason I Sorry. mention that is because this is—it's a reference to the Seventh Doctor story, Ghostlight.
1: Ah. Uh, yeah, Darth brought Ghostlight up, didn't he, in the live show? Yeah, yeah we were surprised. <laughs> it
3: almost fell over. <laughs>
1: No, you you were surprised because you were thinking about Ace in the uh, the dinner suit <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> <laughs> she wore. Cool. She never. She looked. That was. She looked mm. the best in that episode she ever did. Oh. Not. Not. She didn't look good. But.
3: But yeah, you know what you mean.
1: Mm. Now we're coming up to the sequence that really had the best of the three D sound. You could listen to it.
0: In fact, it was the preview clip that they posted on Uh, the website.
1: Right. And I think you've had a taste of that, haven't you, Jeff?
2: Yes, I have. And uh, uh, I guess I did hear the preview clip. And hearing over my headset, it really did sound like I was uh, in a 3D space with the sounds coming from different directions. It was quite impressive. This bit here, I believe.
3: Mm. I mean, even so, I mean, even though it's not um, the 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 source that we're listening to right now, it's actually going around in my headphones. Yeah. Actually, I, we talked over one of my my favorite bits in this episode uh, when uh, Paul's still trying to chatter up and you know, <laughs> and stuff, and she says, "Well, I'm not really interested, in guys." And just his reaction, was just hilarious. He's like, "Oh." There was a certain chance then.
1: Great. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't down to me being rubbish. It wasn't him.
3: You know, right? <laughs> like oh, she's not into me. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, that's all right then.
1: Yeah, because you would fancy this—fancy the shortest girl in the group, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think uh I think Felicity here is the shortest girl. Yeah. Right. Uh, played by uh
1: Alice Hewkin. Not much about her on the wiki page. I know that. You'll see this room there with the the wooden balls. Do you remember the uh, the one with the uh, werewolf in? Reminded me a bit about Mm. you know where 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 they're in that walled room and the and something to do with the fact that the wall was painted with uh, something that kept the werewolf out.
2: Yeah, uh, the
1: it tooth was the, and Claw. Tooth yeah. and Claw, yeah. Looks very much like that paint that uh, room for that.
3: Alice Hukin has also been in uh Solberg and Menno Stella Teacup Travels and back in two thousand seven uh, T V movie Sherlock Holmes and the Baker Street Irregulars.
1: See, this is where it was a bit inconsistent. I thought that those wooden shutters shut a debtor at first. You know what I mean? But she's not. She's got out. But it, it looked to me as though they were... Hmm. Because we... Uh, hello? There's yeah, this acting of him.
3: Yeah. I I mean, in in a way, I'm kind of glad he's not Harry Sullivan's. I'm glad they kind of dropped that. I mean, I don't know if there were any different kind of lines and working and stuff like that, but he's a bit wet to be uh, Harry Sullivan's offspring, isn't he? This bugged me. It's like, when I heard the, 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 the record skip earlier, it's like, what? So the guy sits in his room and listens to record skipping all the time? That didn't sound right.
1: Yeah, the other thing that thinks wrong with that turntable. I saw the turntable the first time. I thought that's actually one of those turntables that goes into a computer with a USB socket. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a proper turntable. You know that as a speaker set to it. Right. See, this is a different way. Here, you see. I was saying on the live show, uh, Jeff, that it was a bit uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That you know where where the, uh, the the crew were in the side of the ship. Have you ever seen those?
2: Right, I have seen those. And, and you're right, it does
3: seem similar to that. Yeah. It's going to be a whole different kind of absorption than, than, than we'll see throughout the rest of the episode. Which kind of, yeah, oh, know.
1: Why did you have to use that word? I had Not the word absorb absorb off and uh, uh, pavement squares them for a minute in my head. Those
0: brief shots we see of the turntable... Sort of look, makes it look like an Audio Technica brand, which does have onboard speakers. But even um, normally, just the the the, the motion of, a, of the of the needle on the record as it's spinning naturally produces sound. Not that loud, but still makes right. sound. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a physical medium, isn't it? Yeah. No. One of the things I forgot to say earlier on, because I was just slightly out of sync with you guys, was when we saw the tower that you said you can't go into. I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, that's his TARDIS. This is a Time Lord. I mean, I'm sure that was Mr. Right.
3: I think um, people had discussed that way back when it was announced that he was going to be in the show, and the only title they gave was Landlord. So people were like, oh, he's a Time Lord. Yeah.
1: And of course, the tuning fork's not that much dissimilar from a sonic screwdriver in disguise.
3: Right.
2: Oh, good.
1: Although and, uh, for once, son- sonic happenings and the doctor doesn't use it. Right, think we are. Indiana Jones moment, yeah.
3: yeah. And playing uh, Shireen is Mandate Dillon who has uh, also been in uh, Hospital People. Damned. Pride. Um, uh, yeah, 24, Live Another Day. Oh, fun. She looks familiar yeah. from something, and I can't figure out what it is. I swear I've seen her in something, but I'm not entirely
1: sure. What it is. Live Another Day, well, she got that right for this episode. <laughs> Whitechapel,
2: and we're coming up on the twenty-six minute mark now.
1: Oh, that was a big one! Look the size of that one, Doctor. Yes, it is a big one, isn't it, Jamie? How's the Stanley's looking now?
0: Oh, this is actually not the first time. I'm looking through what 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 Dylan's been in, and this is not, not this is the second time she's been in something with Peter Capaldi. She was in an episode of the thick, the thick of it, at, uh, series yes. four.
1: Ah, uh, uh. there's very good effects there. It's Charlie in the Great Glass Elevator. <laughs> Again, I thought that was because I assumed then it was going to take them up to the um, the top, right, doesn't it? it? Takes them down, doesn't it? Right. And there's the sonic screwdriver, not using it to control the bugs, but as the lamp, which explains why it has that double set of you know childish-looking windows in the top.
3: Hmm.
2: A lot of people have complained about this sonic screwdriver. It looks too toyish. I don't know. I really think it looks nice. It's really high tech and uh, just really is a nice example of the of the screwdriver. I'm really impressed with it.
0: And also, also yeah. like how the, visually it matches the TARDIS. Yeah,
1: yeah, yes, yeah, I agree. I think the other thing is, in the last episode, the the historic one, where Bill's trying to pass it to it falls on the floor and she's trying to kick it to him, it looks a little bit insubstantial, a little bit light. I prefer when they, do you remember when, Ian, do you remember when they first brought the the screwdrivers out, there were two versions, there was like a toy version, and then like a collector's one that was really... Mm. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Almost uh, steampunk. Oh, oh that's my old typewriter. I must have left it there nine fifty-seven. <laughs> uh. Look. Quite sure they went for the twenty-year gap. I mean, a ten-year gap would have been.
2: So that's what happened to my classmates.
1: Yeah, and of course (laughs) that yeah, those are the um, instant photos, which were all the rage at the time. You know, the you know, you press the button, uh, polarized. That's the word. It was square. Like Instagram went all time, didn't it? With those.
0: Remember, the ki- kids, there used to be a time when people would have cameras that would print pictures on <laughs> paper. <Yeah.
1: laughs> Crazy. That was, a, that was a David Bowie EP, but I couldn't get the title of the song from it.
0: There have been a lot of David Bowie references to the series so far. Second Last week's had one or two.
1: I had to pause it because I, I thought it was a, a Beatles. Hello, where did he come from?
3: That's the other kind of unanswered question: is this, is where is he hiding when he's not on, you know, when he's not hanging around? Because he disappears supposedly at the front door, but of course they can't find him. But he keeps
1: appearing around corners. That's rather good.
3: uh, It's rather a good effect.
1: Well, we've seen the lift. We've seen the one, the the secret door that Bill found. Uh, So there's obviously all the way through the place.
3: Yeah. Of course the person with the we the elephant in the room, should I say, that we have not talked about. Yeah. David Suchet. Who of course most people will know, of course, is Hercule Poirot Um, I think I first became aware of him um in the T V show Blot on the Landscape. But uh to list all the good ah. stuff he's been in would be very, very difficult. It's a very long list.
1: Let me see if I can pick any of my ones that I remember him from.
2: I thought, I thought that thought that effect that uh, with his foot being caught in the step was very well done.
3: Hmm. This is the uh, third time that uh, David and Peter Capaldi have actually shared the screen. Uh, of course, Peter Capaldi is in an episode tomorrow. And I'm trying to remember the name of the other... Uh, they, they, they did mention it on Doctor Who, the fan show, uh, which is on YouTube. If you haven't caught that, they, every um, every Saturday they do um, an after-show episode where they'll interview somebody from the show. Uh, this week was the writer and, of course, uh, David Suchet. But, uh, David Suchet was, uh, talked about, of course, his, uh, holiday, Christmas holiday at this house and, uh, and how he actually said yes to doing this part before he even read the script. Cause his, uh, fall, his, his, his answer, his command to his agent is always say yes to Doctor Who. <laughs> Another reason well, to love David Suchet. The oh, way it's about to go.
1: bye Shereen. Now, they do seem... And they say that, that she seems to instantly regenerate the, the girl. Hmm.
2: New energy source. Hmm. Interesting that Bill was the last one of the six to remain. Yeah.
3: But uh, the doctor that... Uh David, uh, identified most with, even though that, uh, he kind of stopped watching Doctor Who, you know, because he became an adult, children, et cetera. I mean, because he remembers, you know, the series at the beginning. Um, but, uh, the one he identified most with is Colin Baker, uh, because they went to drama school together. Right. And he says, uh, poor unsung Colin Baker. Like or Timothy Dalton with James Bond. Just at the wrong place, at the wrong time. With a perfectly good in- in- interpretation the public didn't respond to. I love <laughs> David Suchet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine that, yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, as I was saying, they worked together twice before on *Poirot* uh, in 1991's Wasp's Nest, with uh, Capaldi playing a psychotic clown turned out to be in a... Oh, sorry. Spoilers! (laughs) And a year later uh, in The Secret Agent with Capaldi playing a Russian diplomat, Mr. Vladimir. So they, they, uh, on set, well, on set they uh, enjoyed kind of taking trips down memory lane and talking about uh, the times acting together. A lot of fun. It's always nice to know when a uh, a guest actor has a lot of fun on the show. But anyway, back to the action. Indeed. As I said, talk a lot about David Suchet.
1: No, as well, cast because the, the the other thing is he he could equally have been a Time Lord, you know, because he's is the sort of you know. um, got that gravitas that you could imagine him playing a little bit like uh, from Utopia you know Mm. Uh,
3: uh. major kudos Um, have to go to uh, uh, Millennium Effects for the prosthetics on on this uh, episode she just looks phenomenal and I'm assuming that that hair and and costumes have a, a lot to do with that look as well. Eddie uh, Neva, being the costume designer, and
1: yeah, Alec, a, quite a, a slight qualms about about the illness that this girl had because uh, uh, I suppose you guys know and our listeners know there are people that 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 change into trees they 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 get these like warts on the hands, but mm. they're vicious and and basically consume the hands and parts of the face um and it the only way they can is actually have surgery to knock it off and and they actually presumably that was the origin of these tree nymphs and things it's a little bit like um those people that have hair on the face is dark, full face of hair. Mm. Uh, and the Wolfman stories, there must be, you know, medical things like that that have happened. But people can have that, where where the hand goes, it looks like a stump of a tree.
3: Right. But they never actually said what her her affliction was, and where I, I think the assumption too is that that the wood part is a result of the the interaction with the the dryads. I don't know. There are some, there's some information missing from this episode, I think. But this is the most brilliant part of the episode is the Mm. change in the character of the landlord as, as it is revealed that he is the child and, and the the change that, that, you know, comes through the character is just, is brilliant. Um, you know, one of the reasons, you know, sometimes they bring in a, a guest actor for, you know, uh, ratings. Uh, just to, just to, you know, put them in an episode of Doctor Who. But this, this is some really, really good acting in this. Oh, hey, Pets got an eight. The mother, was Eliza. a Eliza, is Mariah Gale, who's been in, now. Uh, Oliver Twist from 2007. Played Hamlet. Uh, played Ophelia in Hamlet alongside uh, David Tennant. 2009. Has also been in Stanley's Lucky Man. <laughs> Keeps coming up, I tell you. It's become the new casualty.
1: Yeah, the illness is called uh, Epidermoplasmia very, very which mm. is... Um, Have another drink and say that. Tree, Tree mound illness is the common name for it. So it is something that people have had. Very nasty thing.
2: And we're coming up on 38 minutes and 30 seconds now.
1: I think I'm synchronized.
3: Like get info dumb but then busk. <laughs> Say, well,
1: start busking.
3: Uh, and uh, I did forget to mention the, the, the young gentleman playing the young landlord. His name is Tate Pitchy Cooper. Um, and he's got two credits. One is this and the other, interestingly enough, it's in post-production right now. Murder on the Orient Express.
1: <laughs> There's a connection.
3: Yeah, actually, he's playing a young David Suchet, played Jules Farrow.
1: <laughs> She's getting a lot of expression through through that makeup. Mm.
3: Um, actually, on the uh, fan show, I'm ruining the fan show for everybody, because but do go watch it. Um, David Suchet had uh, some very complimentary things to say uh, about Mariah Gale, saying that she, it, it was phenomenal to see that on set, and she never complained once. And he said, if that had been me under all of that, <laughs> he says you would never have heard the end of it. He said she was just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, even that little cry at the end just gets me uh, no, it just sounds so childlike and oh,
1: I don't know. I wonder why they went with the name Liza, it's not it's not I'm trying to think, is it Eliza Doolittle? Are they trying to I can try to think of if there's a connection why they would pick that as the name. Hmm. But that actress uh, is very good here. Uh, I've not really seen her in a lot that I've liked in the past. Right. But uh, she's certainly shown her uh, acting metal here, or acting mm. chops. No. Mm.
2: No. ...and their possessions.
3: Uh. Uh. <laughs> and here we go.
1: Uh. Ah. i <laughs> well, seeing the Doctor have association with food. We never used to see him have. I think I saw the third Doctor eat a sandwich once... When he was having a sword fight with the master, that's about it. Right. When they're on that prisoner thing in the Thames, and he picks up a sandwich, tries to be nonchalant with it. Yeah?
0: Yeah, that definitely looks like Gallifreyan. Yeah.
3: yeah. I have no idea what this music is.
1: It's, it's Fleur de Lis. <laughs> Beethoven. Fleur de piano sonata. I know what it is, David. I was being funny. Oh, I thought you. Were, I thought you were giving. Thought you were giving me a cue to uh, speak up.
3: Oh, what, trying to make you sound too smart. Do you need a cue, Dave?
1: <laughs> Why do we ask uh, Jeff back on? I've forgotten. that. <laughs> mind. No, it's a funny thing. It's, I spent about twenty years getting a collection of CDs. I've got a great big like two hundred and fifty classical CDs here. And now everybody streams the stuff.
3: No, <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Mm.
1: <laughs> What's <laughs> this one? This is more Ian's style.
3: <laughs> Up goes the weasel.
1: <laughs> mm. It's funny that because they say it dangerous, but why? Why would they open the door if it?
2: If. Mm. Yeah. Must have some way to keep whomever's in there in.
1: All right. All right. There we go.
3: Uh, oh, I just want to say, Pop Goes the Weasel, as I mentioned on, uh, Colton earlier, uh, was previously sung by one of the giant spiders on, uh, Metabolus 3. Metabolus,
1: sorry. Oh, there <laughs> we get that wrong? <laughs> 1934, Splenidus, <laughs> Splenidus Spiders. We don't want the 11th Doctor messing about with that.
3: <laughs> Metabolus, indeed.
1: Wait. Hey. Alright.
3: Well, that's the episode. We've had it. They've had it. Uh, well, actually, no, they didn't it. have it. They all, they all survived. Everybody lives. Well, apart from the, uh, anyway. Alright, so, uh, let's see, flip a coin, see who's first. Uh, Age Before Beauty, let's see, uh, uh, Dave, you're up first.
1: Well, there might not be time for anybody else, but I'll go it's getting better it's getting better I, I'm over what I what has what happened and I've said this before um, I'm a bit slow saying. in some ways and that is that if if I, when I'm watching Dot Two in the past I've always had my you know my hand in my mouth don't mess it up don't mess it up and if it gets messed up in my opinion when watching it then then I I sort of you know time loop on that saying chugger well, into myself about it and then 10 minutes of story goes by before I reconnect and then I think it wasn't a very good story. Now, that's not happened so much this series because we've had, let's face it, you could argue a rather simplified form of Dr. uh, and, and, and many people say to, to great effect and great uh, improvement. Um, I do hope the, the plots are going to get more complicated as we go along, but, um, yeah, I mean, just going back like to the last Christmas special, the, the Doctor Mysterio one. I mean, I, I I quite intensely disliked it on the first viewing. But now I think it's one of the cleverest scripts that they had in a long time. And everything fits. And it's fine. But I, I sometimes wonder that a lot of people that are casual viewers of Doctor or whatever, they're not going to say... I didn't like that. I'll watch it again to see what everybody else is raving about. They're not going to watch it again. Now, this has obviously been set up as a series uh, that's going to be, you know, user friendly. It's going to be um, retouching base, retouching stones, going back uh, and and gradually, in a very effective way, it seems to me, to be uh, uh, informing Bill and informing... Maybe new viewers, uh, you know, what the, the 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 whole structure of the Doctor Who mechanism is. Um, so the first episode was excellent. Second episode, uh, wasn't quite sure of. The historic one last week, uh, we were going back up. I mean, it's a little bit like the the pound against the dollar in the UK. It's um, up and down every blooming week. And this one, I was going to rate you know slightly below average but in actual fact when you look at it the actual screen time the main characters the david Suchet's bill the doctor uh and um the, the the lady playing um uh eliza maria gale isn't it um they actually put in a very very good uh performance and the CGI must have cost. I mean, um, Darth was saying again on the live show, you know, this wasn't a cheap episode because I called it a bottle episode. Now, I actually meant a bottle episode with I should have said something like based on the siege episode. But but I think Darth was thinking I meant it, meaning it was um, a cheap episode, a throwaway episode where the, any any overall art that there may be in the season was sort of temporarily you know, take now and we have this, which is why I think it would have suited, um, winter. I think this would have been, you know, uh, the, the Halloween break within whatever was going either side of it. And people could have just, like people sometimes just tune in for a Christmas special. They could have said, Oh, they've got a Halloween episode of Dr. Who and I'll go and watch that one. And, and they could have watched this uh, on its own. Uh, so the special effects were right. The 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 way that girl performed through the makeup and uh, and some little effects on top of it were really great. But um, <clears throat> the the two places it fell down for me. One was I didn't really care much about this new selection of student friends that Bill had. Um, particularly the two male actors. I, I they were adequate um, if I'm being kind. Where I think the girls were were quite good, uh, but there was no no real sense of loss uh, when they sort of you know counted them down. It was a little little bit like on the Orient Express, where you know the first three people, the doctors. Well, I'm gathering information. You know, I'll, I'll I might save the next one, or the one after that, um, and that was further undermined. I thought when. They were resurrected at the end. Now, you can argue that it, they weren't consumed. It looked as though, like you saw, the girl consumed and the energy transferred directly um, to Liza in that the the scene in the uh, in the tower at the top. But the actual fact, the fact that we know, guys, that these reunions, these 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 groupings, are twenty years apart. Um, so it must be a slow digestion uh, and presumably within the body, the walls of the thing. But again, that was thrown out a little bit because we had one absorbed into the wall. I thought one was going to be eaten by the shutters, but it was eventually eaten by a tree outside. And then the ones these these creatures very effectively, I must admit, sort of climbed up the body uh, and um, they virtually you know, were consumed in an instant. Um, the David Suchet, ca- uh, actor, character, was this a waste? Part of me wishes he had been a Time Lord, um, because that would have been the first time that we would have known that, um, other Time Lords, other than the Master and Missy, have been about, um, and maybe that would be one of the things that would be introduced. but, um, he was absolutely brilliantly cast for this part and showed great uh, range as you would expect. And it was a nice little twist that not only did it turn out that it was his uh, mother, not his daughter, but it was that Bill that 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 broke against the doctor's reasoning. I'm doing my thing here, Bill. I'm doing my thing, and she was the one that pointed out the that the logic wasn't there. Uh, the 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 way up to the thing at the end of the corridor she logically deduced that was at the end of the corridor and she very kindly put down that young man that uh, she wasn't interested in although i'm not quite sure why she then went to the girl and said well why haven't you got the room next to me i wasn't quite sure whether uh, that was a further implication um, because the girl said no it didn't mean anything by it Uh, and then of course she realizes that she was quite keen. I thought it was quite good. This, you said six foot five actor. And the little girl said, go to bed. <laughs> rather, rather good. And he went, you know. But, um, yes, um, amazed that they'd done and used the same, uh, house that they had for Blink. Looked totally different. Um, but it was, uh, well used. And, um, yeah, I'll be brief. I'll just say that it, it, it is growing on me. First viewing, I was hung up on, on, on the sort of casual nature of these, uh, supposed friends. Um, I think somebody said on the show was it? there, there was was it Rick? There was wooden as the actors in class, which perhaps was a bit unfair, because I think some of those were shone through quite well towards the end of class. So, there you are, that's me, in.
3: All right. And um, I think that the whole interchange between Bill and uh, Shireen uh, was Shireen was the only one that she knew in the entire house. And so I think she wanted her to be in the room next to her because, you know, um, yeah. and so and then she had her on about the reason. why. I'm guessing because they didn't really elaborate too much on where Shireen's room was, but I'm guessing it was just down from Paul's. And so she was having her on about, you know, being interested in Paul. I think that's all how
2: that right.
1: worked out. Right. Okay. All right. Next up, Jeff.
2: Well, all right. Uh, I enjoyed this episode, but uh, first I wanted to comment on something Dave mentioned. Uh, he mentioned that this may be like a base under siege episode, and I kind of got that vibe too. Uh, and I i read that online. Uh, from other people as well that it felt like a trouton story, a base under siege trouton story. So you may be onto something there, Dave. Just this once. Ah, thank okay. you. But <laughs> you're welcome. But this was a, a a nice scary story. Uh had a lot of uh twists and turns in it, uh scary setting, an old house, uh creaking floors, creaking walls, lots of odd sounds, and I, I thought they uh, brought that out very well, and, and it was almost two episodes in one. You, you had the scary story for about the 1st oh two two-thirds of the episode, and then it turned into a traditional Doctor Who episode where you find out what's really going on, and then the doctor and the companion want to help out someone that is suffering in the story. Uh, so I, I do believe you have two... T- episodes kind of mixed into one here Uh, we had a nice call back to the seventh doctor era with ghost light uh in that story you also had an old house creaking floors and staircases odd things going on inside the house with aliens you had a thunderstorm going on outside uh so it felt very similar to that in uh in an environmental way and speaking of the thunderstorms and this this uh I noticed right away when I first saw the episode the first time, I've seen it now four times, um, I I noticed right away, and I mentioned this in the commentary, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, that the thunder from the storm was very fast. The sound was coming from the the lightning very quickly. The thunder was happening at the same time that we saw the lightning. And there should have been a delay as that thunder, the sound was, was coming from the actual lightning. So that, that took me out slightly. It wasn't really realistic, but just a minor thing um, that I noticed right away. Uh, I, I like how bill uh, tries to separate her life from the doctor. Um, he, she rather asks him to help her move. And I, I thought that was a clever scene right there at the beginning where she puts her, her uh, things down on the floor and the TARDIS appears around it and inside and that uh, was very cleverly done. Uh, I almost wish, though, she would have maybe sat down on on her stuff and let the TARDIS appear around her. That would have been neat as well. Uh, maybe a little missed trick there. And uh, I really enjoyed the references uh, she was making. Grandfather, granddad. And we, we keep getting the Susan vibe that uh, keeps coming up. We saw in the first episode the picture of Susan on the doctor's desk. Uh, it just makes you wonder where they may be going with that. Um, and so far, we this is the fourth episode of, this, of the series. Uh, in all four episodes, we've had something inside of something else. In the first episode, we had the, the puddle on on the ground and we the pilot was drawn inside of it uh in the second episode we had the vardy that was um making the the city at at the at the outpost um and then the third episode we had in the water the 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 creature and the fish under the ice and then in this episode we had the little bugs In the wall, and we had the people going inside the wall becoming part of the wall. So uh, we got a theme going on with all four of these episodes. It'll be interesting to see if that theme continues. Um, And I I think uh, another point in this episode, um, we have Bill again helping to come up with the answer the ultimate answer to what's going on in the episode uh here we have bill coming up with uh the idea that the landlord is too old to be um the the father of of the of the woman in the episode and from that the doctor takes that information and to zeus is that it
1: no is not really old upset. enough. he's not old enough to be the
2: yeah he's not old enough um so, um, he's really the son because this has been going on since the 1950s. So, uh, nice deduction there, uh, that the doctor had from Bill's piece of information that she noticed. And we've seen that in the prior episodes too. So that's a nice thing to see. Uh, it isn't just, uh, one of the companions. Let's, let's. Just take Amy, for example, in The Beast Below, suddenly having the information and, and know what's going on and tells the doctor what's going on. It's just a bit of information that Bill notices, and the doctor takes that information and runs with it. So I really like that part of that. Um, I love the, de- the devotion of the son in this episode. Um, and To spend his whole life taking care of his mother, finding a way to keep her alive. Uh, for, what, now, 70 years, 60 years. Um, that's real devotion, real love, and, and I just thought that was a great part of this episode. And speaking of that, uh, we have David uh, Suchet and Maria Gale in this episode. They, they acted brilliantly in this story. Uh, and they, they played off each other very well. They expressed their emotions, uh, quite Quite well. And uh, the acting was just brilliant from the two of them. So I, I was really happy to see that. And as you kind of mentioned already, Dave, sometimes we've had guest stars come in, well-known actors to Doctor Who, and they're kind of uh, not used very effectively in the story. I don't think that was the case here. I think both of them were used very well. Uh, they played their parts exceptionally well, and it, it was just nice to see that. Um Although I'm gonna counter your point on uh the other uh five guest stars that we saw on this um the 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 young um ados- uh, not adolescent, but the young um not kids I, I don't know what the word would be young adults that we saw at in, in the house living together um Dave, you had a problem with the acting especially with the two uh males I found their acting. Pretty adequate. I wouldn't say it was brilliant. It wasn't bad. It wasn't poor. It was just good enough, I thought. And, uh, so, yeah, I I enjoyed uh, that as well. Um, we, we touched upon, uh, touched upon the makeup, uh, for Mariah Gale. That was very well done as well. Uh, the effects were great. And it had a similar look to the Crete the tree creatures in the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Uh, So I don't know if um, that was intentional, if uh, these were tree bugs, I guess. I'm taking it. Maybe I missed something with that, and that's why she was turned into a tree-looking creature or or, or being. Um, But the, the effects were well done. Uh, I didn't quite understand why the bugs, though, had decided to heal her, but then turn around and kill people to keep her alive. Uh, it seemed like a little bit of a uh, – it, it didn't really jive with, with – uh what they were doing they were healing somebody by killing other people slowly over a 20 year period i didn't quite understand that and i was hoping for a little bit more explanation of that we didn't quite get that what happened to the bugs after the house disintegrated uh, are they still there is the doctor going to remove them we didn't quite get an under uh, quite get an understanding of what was going to happen to the bugs after the the house disintegrated, and I would like to know that, but we didn't get that. Uh, Pearl Mackey and Peter Capaldi were both great in this as usual. Uh, I've enjoyed Pearl Mackey in all four of the episodes so far. Uh, She's been a brilliant addition to the show. Great acting. Um, She plays off uh, the Doctor very well, and the Doctor plays off of her very well. Uh, They're a great pairing. I'm really enjoying the series so far with the two of them. Uh, and, and then we get to the vault. Um, I think I know who's in the vault based upon the appearance of the outside of the of the door. I'd like to be surprised. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not going to say who I think's in there, but uh, I, I, I think it's pretty evident who probably is in there. Uh, but again, I'd like to be surprised. So hopefully I'm wrong, and uh, we'll, we'll find out. I don't know, in, the, in a few episodes or so who might be in there and and why. And, uh, and I'll have a nice surprise instead of already I've figured it out. But uh, we'll see. Uh, good episode. I would probably give this about a three and a half. Uh, I, I did enjoy it.
3: All right. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. All right. Uh, I think I'll go next and uh, we'll leave Mike for last. All right. All um right. As I said on, on Colton earlier today, I, I was in two minds about this episode. You know, there's some stuff I liked, some stuff I didn't. Uh, I, I think overall, cause this is now the third time I've watched it, um, that, uh, the, the acting of, of the core cast, which is David Suchet and Peter Capaldi and Pearl Mackie really kind of wins me over on this whole thing. Um, loving the interplay between the Doctor and Companion. Um, Dave performance, um, is just outstanding. I think it's one of those things. Like I said before, when you bring in an actor to, to do a guest starring role, sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes they bring them in just because it's a, a popular name, you know, um, and, and they want to attract viewers. Uh, but I think, you know, this time, even though from what David says, he would have just been appeared on Doctor Who, no matter what the part was. Uh, this time they 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 did a they did a good thing. Um, it's a very interesting role, something that's been kind of uh, a bit of a theme going on. Of uh, if you remember back to the the, the pilot, uh, where the Doctor says it all depends on what uh, what well, end of the cutlery you're on, as to to you know. What makes something evil? Um, and I think that we've had that throughout so far, as far as the bad guy goes, that um, they're not necessarily evil. It's just, you know, uh, circumstances. Uh, and the circumstances in this, of course, is you get a child that all they want to do is keep their parent alive, keep their mother alive, and uh, will do anything for that to happen. Because, you know, a child at that age, um well we're guessing he was what, about ten, um, will go to any lengths and you know, uh certain things aren't in play yet as far as, you know, your social development and, and moral instincts, etc. And I just like the way that the story kind of played on on, on that and, and took him from that age, um basically penned him up with his mother for you know um, the past 70 years and, and just seeing him break down at the end and becoming that child again was just, I think, really great. Um, and I'm kind of bumping my, uh, rating up, I think, on this episode to a, to a four. I think I gave it about a three or a three and a half earlier today, but, um, great location. Love the location. Um, the, the other students involved, I didn't really, um, gelled with them that much. I I didn't really feel any kind of like, oh no, I can't believe they, you know, this one died or that one died. Uh, It didn't really seem to bother me, Um, which um, bothers me that it didn't bother me. Uh, You like to feel at least some kind of a connection, but I didn't really, and I I think it's possible for it to happen in a a short episode that you kind of latch onto a, a particular character um, the only one I really kind of associated with uh, in any way was was paul i think he's his, his character stood out uh maybe because he you know there was more interaction with um with bill you know he was trying to hit on her and it was kind of obvious it was kind of cute and then of course you know when when she rejects him and he finds out why you know his relief it's kind of like oh thank goodness you know it's not me it's it, it's you know, it's her um you know that was a a nice little moment yeah uh, I didn't really kind of get a vibe of a friendship between um, Bill and, and Shireen, um, but yeah, overall it, it, it was it was a, a nice episode. It's my least favorite so far of the season. Um, another thing that I forgot to bring up during the commentary was uh, another little uh, Easter egg uh, from the past and Doctor Who, as um, we get the mention of a Vok robot um, when he's talking about. Uh, meeting Quincy Jones and playing guitar um there happened to be he replaced a Vok robot um, who was out to uh, what does he say a neon voc robot something like that and of course the voc robot refers to uh for to robots of death and they were they were voc robots so yeah um yeah uh not my favorite episode of the season but uh you know Good in, in certain respects, and sometimes that's all you need, is good in certain respects. You know, a good use of a, of a guest actor, um, nice location, and uh okay story, you know. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Mike uh, Randalthor for the, um, the final opinion.
0: Sir, it's over to you. Saving the best for last. <laughs> there you go. Least favorite episode of the series so far. This episode was the series was going so was going so well, and then this episode there's I don't I, I can't pinpoint it. It's just something about it that just I don't know doesn't work for me. It, it was an interesting premise. It just felt a bit rushed, as my review here will probably be because I'm just sort of scatterbrained over what's going on with this episode. The lice or the dryads or whatever. Um, there's just so much about them that wasn't explained. As Jeff was pointing out, why did they heal her, uh, the, 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 the mother, or and every, why was that connection made that kind of was implied but never really gone into, explained? It was just sort of there. Uh, and, uh, there. There are other peripheral things with this episode, like apparently this is a house where people go missing. Why was it never investigated? You would think the police would investigate that at some point. This is... Just, uh, okay. Willing suspension of disbelief. Um, what else was there? The, uh, the, the housemates, the, the roommates, they're mostly just forgettable, peripheral characters. They were introduced so quickly. <laughs> just how quickly they were all introduced at the start of the episode. Oh, hey, here are all of our names. A, B, C, D, whatever, whatever the names were. And it was, went on from there. A rush there. And a lot of them, uh, just forgettable characters, really. Um, it was a that was a dark ending to the to the resolution to, to the story, though, with the uh, the suicide murder pa- thing happening. That was a dark end to a Doctor Who story, and that, it could have been even darker if the if it hadn't brought if the the, the dryads hadn't brought everyone back, which in my mind kind of kind of lessened things and introduced its own problems because i thought the way they worked from what i understood was they it deconstructed people and absorbed their energy into the into the into the mother but if that's the case how were they reconstructed how were they brought back and if so how far back are these people being brought back is it just this group of characters or other have the others been so far gone for so long that they weren't brought back who knows it's just things that weren't explained things were just that were just left there um the the imagery in this episode the 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 this the setting the 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 and that that the just the the cinematography in the in the house that worked well that worked well that was a nice it was a nice setting for a story as we mentioned it reminded me of uh ghost light from the from the seventh doctor era which is a story that i i'm i feel like i'm in the minority but i actually like that story it was a good doctor who story uh, three episodes, it was. Well, anyway, that's, that's all discussion there. Um. Not, not in the minority in this group. Yeah. I actually enjoyed ghost Ghostlight. That's, that's my opinion. This one? So did I. There's just so much that didn't gel together. I, I liked Pearl Mackey's acting in this episode. Peter Capaldi, of course. But David Suche, uh, was great as his character. Uh, just, they could have done more with that character, I think. Um, just it was just the, the the 44 minutes that this episode ran it was just all rushed together all, it was too this could have worked better as a two-parter maybe they would have had more time to to explain things and to make characters more memorable uh instead of what it, what it is and then we have the uh the the tying together of the whole story well continuing on the story arc of who's in the vault and at this point i think i have a pretty good guess as to who or what is in the vault and i'm not going to say my guess because it's it's not based on anything that i've read i'm avoiding any spoilers but i in case my guess turns out to be right i don't want to spoil seem like a spoiler so i'm not going to say but if my guess is is who i think it is it's going to ruin my view of the series even more i'm going to be going to be Going back to my hall. uh, Mophit's just ruined another series again. Um, this episode, weakest of the series so far, but, uh, we're, we're only four episodes in. We're, we've got, what, eight more to go? So we'll see where, where the show goes from here. Alrighty. Thank you very much, sir.
3: Yes, we shall see. Uh, one theory, just, um, uh, to answer you on that, uh, Mike about the, the, the who gets bought back, etc., Um, I think it was guest six on the show today, um, posited that uh, it takes 20 years for them to absorb um, the people that they take. And so since it had only been a short amount of time, they hadn't been properly absorbed. So they were able to be brought back.
0: You see, you say that, but there was that there was that shot where where she was glowing as if she yeah. was absorbing. Right. So I yeah, yeah
1: it, was, it looked instantaneously at that point.
0: Right. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things that are just you know
3: um, I hate to say, it, but typical Moffat, not explained. Um, like what was what was the deal between uh, the landlord and these bugs? Thanks. Why Seinfeld. were the yeah you know, why <laughs> why were there, um uh, like four or five at the beginning and now there's so many that they're, they're, are they, is it because they're reproducing is that why you need so many people you know just so many things that just aren't explained and they're kind of left up to our imagination which sometimes is a good thing sometimes it's you know it's a, a, a cause for problems you know because you're constantly thinking uh, what's this for you know but anyway yes uh, that's the end of our our, our episode Hopefully, we answered a lot more questions than uh, you were looking for. Um, hopefully, Dave didn't talk too long. He's probably still talking. I actually muted him about halfway through. Boy. Sounds like, what? Oh, oh, sorry. Must have my fingers slipped off the unmute button. <laughs> um. All right. But, uh yes, please do join us uh, next week, of course, on the uh, Colton Collective live show. Um, Dave, have you got the details for that for me?
1: Yeah, we're we're doing that to uh, May fourteenth at two p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it will be our episode three three two, and that is uh, Oxygen Doctor episode five. Oxygen. It'll be a breath
3: of fresh air with any luck. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was so good. All right, nothing left to say than uh, our goodbyes. So it is goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor.
1: It's goodbye from Jeff, the seventh Doctor.
3: And it's
2: goodbye from Mr. Dave A.C.
1: And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor.
3: Goodbye, everybody. Well, it was some reunion. Yeah. Ah.
2: Who's that old geezer again?
0: Oi! Oh!
1: Happy birthday, David!